0: Welcome to Hold Up, the podcast where we watch your favorite rom-coms and decide whether they hold up. I'm Carrie Gilbert. I'm Allison Gilbert. And you can find us on Instagram at hold underscore up underscore pod and on TikTok at hold up podcast. And you can join our Patreon at Patreon.com slash hold up, where we have bonus episodes and we now have a Discord server. And we're gonna do like fun. We have a whole, we guys, we played out the whole year. We're gonna have like fun live watch. We're gonna have a um Are we announcing our fun live watch? Was that something we were keeping a secret for some reason? Eh, fuck it. We're going to have a live Discord watch of Kira Knightley Pride and Prejudice. Um, Yes. Um, On the weekend, Valentine's Day weekend, which is actually like the 17th or something. So. But it'll be fun. If you haven't yet joined the Patreon to get access to the Discord server, now's the time so that. You can you watch the purchase with us. I need to um, talk about it. Also, we haven't tested this yet, but I think so. We've switched platforms. We're now on Acast. Thank you, and A-cast. um, I think that that means that you can get the Patreon episodes without uh having to go to Patreon. Like you'll have to sign up, but then after that, you should be able to just access them wherever you get your. That's probably episodes. just that's probably just the bonus episodes, right? That's like not access to the Discord server. Correct. Audio only. Audio, audio only, only, audio only. Um so, sorry, we stole that from the weekly. But we tricked it. Um but if you only want that, you can get that. Yes. If you want just the audio, you can sign up on the page sign up for the Patreon. But then once you're signed up, you don't have to like go to Patreon to get the episodes. You just can get it like wherever you get your that's already true. That's a, are you not signed up for our Patreon? No. They just download into my Apple Podcasts. Fascinating. Well, but you can get them now wherever. Okay, anyway. Well, anyway. I, who cares? Whatever. The moral of the story <laughs> but, being, we don't know what we're doing, but we are adding things also. We're trying to make it we're trying to make it easier for you to get the bonus content.
1: So uh, you don't have I to go like, looking
0: for it. I feel like it's been so long since we've done this, but not for the people, just for us. Yeah, it has, because we, like, uh, backfilled all of our, or, like, front-loaded batched, all of our... We batched our holiday Yeah, episodes. we haven't talked in a minute. I feel like... Well, you and I have We talk. We are also sisters. Well, right. Uh. But, like, I'm saying, like, we haven't, like, touched base in the rom-com world. There's so much People. happening. I keep... Uh. So, speaking of, we're going to get to the movie, because we have lots to say. Um, but... I feel like we need to talk about how we're defining rom-com, folks, because, I mean, this is a perennial problem, but when I was trying to plan, like, when we were trying to plan the year, and in particular with Patreons, I was like, what comes out this year? And on a list of 2024 rom-coms, two movies are being described as rom-coms that absolutely need to stop being described as rom-coms. Um, one is Challengers, which is the new, like, Zendaya tennis movie which i didn't know that existed but sign me up oh my god Isn't stop, stop. everyone pause everyone t- everyone pause allison included we're gonna take a moment everyone go watch the trailer watch the trailer right now challengers please. trailer whoa she's just on a bed with two dudes just wait just wait the music is the best part I don't think since Gone Girl has a trailer incorporated music as well as this. I don't remember text. the Gone Girl trailer. Is it appropriate for me to be attracted to Zendaya? Yes. I don't understand the question. Like she old enough. Oh yeah. She's like 30. Okay. Pretty sure. Not like, can I be attracted to a woman? I'm aware of that. In this movie, like all of them are playing between the ages, I think like 16 to 35. Like they are spanning years she's 27 but still oh this looks like it has a dark turn oh i love you i know it's tough who are these boys i don't know that does not strike me as a rom-com but i will be watching. not in not in the slightest like a psychological um, it's on, sex thriller it's on every list of rom-coms coming out this year and i'm like folks this is not unless it's being marketed completely wrong it is not to rom-com maybe it's got like um. Uh, remember how august osage county was marketed remember when they were like a fun christmas romp and then you're like yikes abuse and incest right yeah no oh uh, one of romantic them... storyline i was for in august osage county is in fact the incestual one it's between consenting cousins i should say um one of the boys is uh was on the crown i think and then i don't know who the other one is Oh, is that Young Charles? Yeah, and then that's the why it looks one, familiar. The other one looks familiar too. He was in the new West Side Story, which I never saw. Oh, I did. Uh, um, he was okay. he was riff. Um, yeah, yeah, he was. I don't know. It looks like he's he's been in like prestige British stuff. Um, uh, what's the other one that's being marketed as a rom com? Uh, it ends with us, which is. Always marketed wrong because the book was marketed wrong. We won't be mm- touching that. We're not um, touching that with a ten- need... pole. What? Anyway, go on, go on. Here's what I need people to understand: a romantic comedy is not just a movie that has jokes and also a movie that has a romantic plot. Even if the romantic plot is the main plot, a romantic comedy asks the question: Will these two people get together? Right. That's the main question of the movie. And it, like it may have romantic elements and comic elements, but it like Challengers probably has is has romantic elements and comic moments, but that to me strikes me as a psychological thriller kind of or like a domestic thriller, domestic drama, right? Like there, there may still be a genre that brings it above and beyond. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Anyway, so I need challengers, and it ends with us off of whatever rom com list you're making, folks. I don't think that we being said, it ends with us off of a off of any rom com list. But we will say now, there's no need to suggest to us that we talk about it ends with us because this is the extent of our it ends with us conversation, and it ends with this. It and ends. with we us. not be having a conversation. Right. Correct. Okay. Not, so that- not reading, not watching, not engaging. Yeah. Okay. Um, this week we did watch a rom com. We did. Yes. Um is, I think indisputably a rom com. This week no we question. Watched the switch. No question. We watched we this. Like we're hiding it and like the title of this episode is not the switch. Um, I feel like this has been a long time coming. Like I'm it's I don't know how we got this far into our podcasting journey without doing this movie there are a couple like that so when i was trying to when i went to make the schedule for the year i was like oh we're out of rom-coms and then i realized we can keep doing this for another 10 years and we're never gonna be out of rom-coms um no what it the switch came out in 2010 carry higher lower than practical magic higher correct 53 percent on rotten tomatoes it was directed by josh gordon and will speck and written by alan Loeb, based on a short story by jeffrey eugenides you you e- Eugen- i don't know i read the short story i do not The a- short story good the short story was good there are aspects that i like a lot more than there are aspects in the short story that i think the movie needed and the major problem with the short story is that it is he absolutely knows what he's doing which i think in the movie the right choice was made where he didn't really know what he was doing but is that an excuse or not let's talk about it here what's the plot of the switch so the plot of the Switch just a truly wild pre- premise. Um, the more I thought about it going into this movie, I was just like, I, uh, um, so Jennifer Aniston and Jason Bateman are best friends, um, kind of inexplicably so. Um, yes, Jennifer in the short Aniston, story, they are exes, and it makes way more sense. They are exes and okay. became best friends, and that we needed it. They were exes in this, but not. Serious exes, like it seems like they went on a couple of dates. Yes, and then, and then it just didn't. In the short story, go anywhere, kind of. Um, in the short story, they had lived together and gotten pregnant together, and she had had an abortion. Got it. Yeah. No, that this is, um, that's not presumably because this. The goal of this movie was to be more light than that. Um, I don't know that I necessarily need. Although I do think the abortion makes a nice like she had an abortion when she was younger and now she is ready for ki- you know I think I think that added an interesting element of like now that she's ready for children she might be too old quote unquote too old um and she yeah but found the right person like that I, I do think that is a more interesting conversation but I get that they didn't want to talk about it no for- I agree. Yeah, I don't think anyone was doing that in rom coms in 2010, right? Um, sure, we didn't. Want anyway, to show Jennifer women. Aniston wants to have a baby, but she is single, so she decides that she is going to procure some donor sperm. Sperm. Um, her best friend Jason Bateman is wildly unsupportive of this idea and downright um, mean. Yeah. Um, We'll get there. Um, so she pays Patrick Wilson for some of his sperm. She has an insemination party where everyone parties. He, Patrick Wilson jacks off in a cup and then everyone leaves and she turkey-based herself. Um, no, there's a doctor there. Oh, that's right. Okay, so anyway. But he's um, getting high at the party. Right. Jason Bateman gets drunk at the party. He uh, accidentally knocks the sperm into accidentally- the sink well he's like goofing around with the sperm and then like accidentally dumps it in the sink and then um, replaces it with his own so that she won't find out and then cut to seven years later so then she leaves New York for a while then cut to seven years later she moves back with her child who is quite clearly Jason Bateman's child but he does um, because he was so drunk he doesn't remember so he doesn't know that it's his child right Which until my he starts, first. like Sorry, seeing all these similarities between them and then like puts it together, which is where one of my first structural criticisms come in. We shouldn't know either. There is absolutely it takes all the tension out of this movie Fair that we know you should see him messing around with the sperm. You should see him drunk in the bathroom and then we should cut out the fact that we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's his child. It takes all that because then it's just like okay when are when are they going to figure out and he figures out kind of early like yeah we should be trying to figure this out along with Jason Bateman yeah um right and then in the course of things like they both realize they have feelings for each other um again sort of inexplicably so because like he kind of sucks um yeah it's unclear why she likes him um, and she is developing a relationship with Patrick Wilson, who you'll very recall clear is why the she donor. likes Donor. Uh huh. Um, and although he kind of sucks, like as yeah. a dad, um, and just personality wise, he's, uh, he's gotten uh, land. Yeah. Um, I keep wanting to say Patrick Bateman, different person, Patrick <laughs> Wilson, Jason uh, Bateman. Patrick Bateman,
1: but I'm like... American Psycho.
0: I know, right? Yeah. Uh, Patrick Wilson plays a very good, like, toxic positive douche. Uh huh. Like everything's good. Every like he just got out of a relationship with his ex-wife who he was married to at the time of the insemination. He is uh, immediately loves Jennifer Aniston. He and me like he plays a really good. The character is very interesting because it's not just like asshole. He's like. He's nice, but he's a little dense, and he's like overly positive And he's a and good does not connect to the child at all, who he who presumably is his child. Although yeah, and I think the not. thing is supposed to be like he doesn't connect to him because it's not his child, and it's like he doesn't connect to him because he doesn't know how to talk to a kid. Like, right, uh, really like a neurotic anxious kid. Yeah, right. I, I identify with this child so deeply. <laughs> yeah this child's ben my ben my child well ben is his auntie allison when the when jason Bateman explains um hypochondria to um the child and he goes oh my god i have that i remember learning what hypochondria is and being like oh my god it's a disease i have like not my brain did not register that like it's it's not it's not fatal or like it's right. not serious you just have, like i was like fuck i'm yeah there's just one more thing i have you know yes That's funny carrie yeah many many times we discuss uh how the plot of 16 candles rests on a sex crime mm-hmm. in this movie he inseminates a woman with sperm she didn't consent to be inseminated with Mm -hmm. begging the question does the plot of this movie rest on a sex crime no it does yeah question yeah Yeah, it does i like said it question we were watching and ben was like yes what are you talking about i think it's helped by two things and i i put helped in big old quotes because i i stand by the plot of this movie rests on a sex crime uh it's actually helped by three things one uh he is fucking around with his sperm, which is bad, but he accidentally dumps it. In the short story, he purposefully dumps it. Yeah, I'm glad we made I that I was change. liking the short story a lot until I got to the end, and I was like, whoa, we made the right changes. Um yeah. And that he is, and this is obviously not an excuse, so beyond fucked up that you buy he doesn't, like, Like what he should have done is being like, uh, guys, I fucked up. I dumped the sperm. Be mad at me. Instead, he, like, ejects into it himself, and that's very bad, but he's cannot he was so out of it he doesn't remember what he does Mm -hmm. and three her reaction to it at the end is correct she slaps him at the end quote unquote before she then like inexplicably forgives him um slaps him says stay out of our lives forever never speak to us again correct now scenes later she comes back and has forgiven him Mm -hmm. which begs me to my which brings me to my other problem with this movie which is jennifer aniston's character is a prop we never mm-hmm. understand why she's doing what she's doing she's very charming she's she's jennifer aniston i like i like jennifer aniston mm-hmm. very much i think she's a good actress i actually think she's underrated i think she has a very expressive face um we don't ever know why she's making the choices she's making because she is yes. only there to serve jason bateman yes which is another thing i liked about the short story is she was more of a whole person. Yeah. She's 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 not developed as a character at all in this movie. Um I think that story-wise aside, this movie is helped like the reason that this movie is watchable as opposed to like just really hard to watch is a couple of things. One, you they hired two funny charming people to be funny and charming. Even though Jason Bateman's character is wildly neurotic and at times wholly unlikable, he's still Jason Bateman, right? Um, and he's doing some version of Jason Bateman, and Jennifer Aniston's doing some version of Jennifer Aniston, right? right. So you hired two people who are charming, are funny, to be charming and funny. They're also, um, very old friends and so in real life and that comes across in their chemistry in this movie they have good um, friendship chemistry and kind of not good romantic chemistry no they don't have a very good romantic chemistry um i kind of feel like jason bateman's character or maybe just jason bateman doesn't have romantic chemistry period um the other thing is that the kid is funny as fuck. Um, Thank you. You, hire, you hired a cute kid to be a cute kid, right? Um, so, like, in that way, there are parts of this movie that are fun and funny. And I also think if you can look past, like, the why premise. we're all here. <laughs> the pro- and the other problem with the premise is, what like, What brought us you, all to this brunch today? How do you do this movie without that and the answer might be just like well maybe we just don't do this movie but like like I don't know how you I don't know how you work around that to make it not an absolutely unforgivable thing that he's done right Um. so maybe the answer is just like we don't do it you know Uh, yeah I also think Jason Bateman for the purposes of this podcast we're gonna have to talk about other things that did work despite the fact that maybe we both agree this movie didn't need to happen um yeah I think he and the kid have good chemistry yes and I think um Jason Bateman is a good actor so his like emotional scenes of realizing this like sort of man who has a hard time opening up and loving things like watching him fall in love with this kid is very endearing which is another reason I wish we didn't know for sure he was the dad yeah because then it could be like oh he's falling in love with this kid whether he knows it is his or not yes Um yeah i think that um timeout speaking of kids just look at the position he's in. just lounge. sweet buddy Sweetly. um Boy. so as like i think as we find with a lot of the rom-coms we watch that are male written and male centered um the arc and growth of the man is actually quite interesting in this movie. Now, on the flip side, the woman, like we've discussed, is a plot. You could have literally put any woman in there. Now, I'm glad it was Jennifer Aniston because at least, like, she brings something very like appealing to it. But I have something to the get away nothing... with because it, it's Jennifer Aniston. I think right. it would have been much more glaring. This is a movie I've watched a lot, and until I really watched it to analyze liked. Yeah. I, d- I was always stuck on the premise but like other than that mostly liked it and then in watching it and like for this podcast I was like oh god like maybe maybe I'm done like maybe I can't do this anymore. I think part of that is that like we are distracted by how underdeveloped her character is because Jennifer Aniston is doing so much of the legwork. Yeah. Because the script's giving her shit you know. Yeah. No I do think that's true. I think if you put a less talented actress in there that's probably more glaring glaring um but this i mean this to me has the feel of um and about a boy or which we haven't done yet but i think we have on our schedule this year finally yeah because we've talked about it a lot um it straight up steals a plot device or a plot point from about a with the like getting the kid getting beat up and going to the guy right is it is I mean, I assume stolen right out of a <laughs> boy. Maybe they didn't um, know, when, but like that's in there. Yeah. But again, you know, it reminds me of about a boy or 500 days of summer or what's the other one we talked about recently? Not high it, fidelity, but. Um, anyway, where like the There's an interesting male arc, but goodness. like the female. Like, it's just very much about the man which is fine like we went in this movie is not really about her but in this case unlike about a boy or whatever the other movie is i can't think high of fidelity then there was another there was one after high fidelity that we talked about fever pitch oh, it was also Fever pitch was also very like male centered also a nicholas warmby yeah property um i'm gonna read about a boy before i watch about i a boy. don't I wanted more about her, right? Like in about a boy, even a little bit in Fever Pitch, um, certainly in High Fidelity. Like I'm not there for her journey, right? But like here, her journey is interesting. She's a single mom. She's doing this on her own. She's bought sperm. Like all of those things are things that she's de- re- realizing she's in love with her best friend, who is a challenging person to love. Like I, I wanted more out of her story Mm -hmm. yeah it's and like it is an interesting and the the first like half of the short story is told from her perspective and then you realize it's him telling her perspective but it was still like oh we're getting her story and her sort of like deciding to become a parent on her own is much more interesting and Mm -hmm. maybe it's like how negatively he feels about it and how unsupportive he is hmm But it's sort of like it it takes a little bit away from like and they use the Juliet Lewis character in this a little to who is the only person that says to her, like, what you're doing is brave. Mm-hmm. Um side note, two women uh who were at one point engaged to Brad Pitt. Um <clears throat> look at that. That's, that's my fact. I wonder if they talked about it. Anyway. I wonder if they uh bonded over how toxic a human being is he and jennifer aniston seem to have, st- have sparked a friendship of some sort maybe it's for press who knows uh maybe we're also gonna have to talk about the jeff goldblum of it all in a minute but go on talk about Julie Lewis. Is, is jeff goldblum canceled i thought he like someone tried and then someone was like that's not a thing ever i thought that there was like no, some there's been about of- jeff goldblum and then someone was like I don't know. Anyway, he also, like, Ben kept being like, it feels like Jeff Goldblum doesn't know where he is or why he's there. Like, he could not seem more disinterested in performing. No. Jeff like, Goldblum got hired to be Jeff Goldblum in this movie. Like, he just could Goldblum. not have been, just be in Jeff Goldblum. Like, literally, it was like someone hired someone to do a Jeff Goldblum impression, right? Like, he's just there to be Jeff Goldblum. They said they wanted a Jeff Goldblum type, and then he was like, I'll do it. And they were like, cool, we got yeah. this Too stereotypically. Yeah. like. Yeah. Um. It's. I mean. It's excellent. Like. uh, There are rumors. Let's just get it. Let's just get it out on the table. There are rumors. None of it's been confirmed. There are rumors that he's problematic. None of it's confirmed. So.
1: I don't know. We don't have to get get into it
0: or not. Yeah. Like. If it when he gets canceled, like. Don't say we didn't warn you. But. He is sought funny. after and famous for a reason he's fucking handsome as hell he does this like jeff goldblum shtick that's very funny um just like weird is, hand rhythm he's an excellent both he and juliette lewis are sort of like quintessential rom-com sidekicks right like they're what you want in your rom-com sidekick super weird um yeah. super weird super quirky but like very much there as a sounding board like to be the voice of reason for our troubled protagonists um not Jennifer for she doesn't really have any flaws because she's not really a person no but like juliette lewis is there as a sounding board like she's yes. there you know she's she's there to be the su- actual supportive friend it's like r- right. go raise this child with juliette lewis she's son truly also um, seeing rumors my and small is finished. Scientologist. Uh, Juliet Lewis is, I believe, a Scientologist. Now I have to confirm because we shouldn't be claiming that of people. I think she is or was, yes. Mm. By 2021, she began to distance herself from Scientology, yeah. telling the New York Times and the Washington Post that she is a spiritualist and does not identify as a Scientologist. Good for you, Juliet Lewis. Get the fuck out of there. I think she was raised in it, actually. Well then, I respect her all the more for distancing herself from it. Um, like, that's like I think she and like Giovanni Rubisi isn't he another one that was like raised in it? Like they, anyway, he's whatever. We don't. I I don't think Giovanni. No, no, I'm not saying that he's not in it, but like I think their families, like they all grew up together in Scientology. Anyway, they're good rom-com friends. Anyway, yes, she's excellent as a rom-com friend. She's excellent as a supportive friend because, from the moment that Jennifer Aniston tells Jason Bateman that she is having a baby by insemination, he says one horrible thing to her after the other. Like he sucks. Just all like a list of things not to say to your friend who is getting artificially inseminated. Like, like just. Or did just awful. Any and them. then like the scene at the scene at the birthday party where he like locks her. Onto a porch so that she cannot like talk to some guy. Like he's really, he is set up as this very like toxic, controlling um asshole. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, he just, doesn't want her to go have sex and, with the and guy. And I, I she's like a 40-year-old woman who's allowed to go have sex with this guy. Yeah. Um, and I do think that like we see this arc in him maybe not as much as I would like Um, but we do see some growth and maturity from him yeah you were comparing this to Nick Hornby books yeah and like the movies we've right yeah there's some and he does take accountability she, you love to see but then like he doesn't really have to live with his consequences because she forgives him pretty quickly so which I. like it's a rom-com we were go- we were gonna get there right but yeah like, but i want my rom-com wrongdoer to earn it you know what i mean like right. i want to see his big apology speech and his big apology speech in this movie happens in his confession speech which is like i don't know i feel like we need those two things you can say you should say sorry in the confession uh, speech but then we also need to see you re-earn her trust because you inseminated her with sperm she didn't consent to be inseminated with i almost needed like another 20 minutes or like another montage so like she comes to him and says like you are his dad i want you to have a relationship with him like i'm going to let you see him yeah and then immediately we jump to like also, I'm in love with you. I, I wanted those two things separate, right? Like, <laughs> I wanted her to be like, you can, I want you to have a relationship with your child. And then give me like a montage or like a 20 minutes that spans several months to a year where yes. we see him re earn her trust. Totally. Right? Like, this is the way, I, to like, it. I kind of go re-write feel like, this movie. Let's have like more of that, like, cut down some of the beginning. And, like, give me more of him, like, re-earning her, right? Yes. Like like you were saying, don't tell us it's her his kid. Reveal that at, like, the 50% mark. And then make the second act about him figuring out how to be a father and partner to her. Yes. I agree. I'm just saying, if you remake it, that's, that's what I want to see. Um,
1: no, that's great.
0: Um, Go write that. You could be a singer, right? <laughs> great. All right. Uh-huh. Um, I do love. I have always loved. Um, again, I wanted it to come later, but like the where he says, "Will you marry me?" and she says, "Probably." Probably. I, I love it. And she sort of resigned. I. It's a great rom com line. A perfect, a perfect exchange. Yeah. It's how I um, one day want to respond. There's to also the a concert. good scene. Um, there's also a great scene where, like, both Jason Bateman and the kid are, like, being very, like, neurotic. And she's like, you two are driving me crazy. Um, which I feel like that does a lot. Like, it just shows you, like, she loves these people despite their flaws. I also really love this. Sorry, finish. It shows you, like, what they have in common. Um... And I do – like, I I wanted more of that, right? Like, I wanted to see more of, like, why she loves this man just, like, in spite of or because of his flaws, right? Because yeah. of his neuroses and the way that, like, that then translates to, like, how she loves her kid. Um, Because I think that that's – and we've talked about this on the podcast before, but, like, that's an interesting thing is, like, yes – it's fun to watch like how two people get together, but it's also really interesting to see how two people stay together, particularly two people like this who don't seem to have a whole lot in common. And you're kind of like the whole movie, like why are these two people friends? Um, So I wanted more of that flushed out of like, Mm -hmm. again, I think it goes back to like, I wanted Jennifer Aniston developed as a character a little bit more. Yes. There is a fun scene where she's out of town with Patrick Wilson and uh, the kids gotten lice. And um, so she has Jason Bateman, like, go take care of it. And then when she arrives the next day, uh, he's got the lice cap on. And she's just sort of like, you don't have lice. Like, it's this movie understands anxiety and people's reaction to anxiety very well. And it, that's sort of the thing where you see her, like, endeared to his neuroses. Right. In a fun way. And it's not when he's being mean and it's not when he's being overly critical. He's just anxious. And it's that of her being like, oh, you, you, you goon, this is crazy. But it's like Mm -hmm. what she loves about him and the kid. And that's the stuff that, that works. Um, and when he's like being, when he's saying cruel things, like you shouldn't have a baby if you want one, we don't like him as much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. His name is Wally. That's a choice. Um, Mm-hmm. i did wonder in the beginning when she's having her insemination party which she has a very good line of like she thought would make it more fun and instead it's just made it sad and now she's freaking out like i liked the scene where she was freaking out and he comforts her like that i think but it's also like who has this many friends that you want to invite to your insemination party like really i can think of like three people who would come to that <laughs> uh yeah i did appreciate that we played papa don't Preach at the insemination party though I Did the excellent, insemination party seemed choice. fun like yeah. I think that's the way to do it. Uh-huh. Um I also, like, shortly before watching this movie, watched an episode of a show that I had been watching that had Dagmara Demeanchik Chick in it. Um I'm sure you're who, saying it wrong, but I'm with you. I'm pretty sure it's Demeanchik. Chick. Demean Chick, because both she and her sister's social medias are the mean chick because their names are the mean chick or like oh, I the love that for that. Chick. it's patrick wilson's wife and also what's her face from succession yes carolina from succession anyway like right before i watched this movie i saw her in an episode of um prodigal son which i'd been watching and she's so fucking beautiful and then i watched this and i was just like what do the children look like like they have children what if they're the ugliest children ever like what if they yes they have children and I just, like, I'm not sure that those two people should have been allowed to procreate. Like, I'm just No, I think those are sure the only that... people, only people of that level of beauty should be allowed to procreate. <laughs> we don't need any more uggos. We don't need any more smart people. We don't need, we need hot people procreating. Oh, yeah. Do you remember just... in like the early 2000s, probably around this time when people found out that she was, this was before she was known for her own career and people were like, Patrick Wilson, wine is such a fat." <laughs> Yeah, uh, he he was married to a normal woman, and like everyone was like, because she's like a size eight. Because look at that woman. Because that's not a normal physical specimen of human like that. Like she is stunningly beautiful, but she's not a twig. So people are like, oh, he's so grounded." (laughs) Like, no, yeah, she's so hot. This is like how people talk about Pierce Brosnan's wife, and I'm just like, have you seen that woman? Like are you out of your mind yeah like, was i'm sorry i just feel like sometimes people are like what are we looking at the same woman Your nails do um really anyway good. did you do the um did you get the fake nails again yes but what i changed up the shape it? i'm gonna start doing that yeah you got a very um on trend shape which is a very 90s shape early 2000s yes. shape yes well i was kind of getting bored with the um the almond shape which i feel like it's been very on trend no, I've I think you're. I think years. you're ahead of the trend. I think um, it's going to go square now. Thanks. Um, well, I saw somebody say that square nails, uh, square like shorter nails, are very old money, and I was like, well, that's always the look I want to go for. Um, at one point, the kid. Uh, when he doesn't want to be climbing a wall and like gets stuck up on a climbing wall, and then somebody goes to rescue him, he says, Let go with me, you big monkey, which was Patrick Wilson. It's Patrick Wilson movie. goes to rescue him. And he says, me, big monkey. Let go of me, you big, says, let, let go of you big monkey. It's an excellent line. Um Me on a climbing wall. I feel like that kid is like from an <laughs> acting family, a la like the Breslins. Although like, I feel like I look it up every time I watch this movie and were, like, thomas robinson yeah his picture is still this age so he has papa don't preach in my head he's 21 years old now he hasn't been in anything since 2017 no papa he does have an older brother who's an actor they probably just like oh not the basketball player i think they might just be from a family of like parents who try to make their they might be from like a culkin style family Anyway, doesn't matter. His Wikipedia no longer exists. His um, Wikipedia no longer exists? Yeah. And he uh, has oh, not I... tweeted since 2016. I hope he's living a normal life. I hope he's like, I hope he's like an a accountant. Are Bryce Robinson and Thomas Robinson related? Maybe Bryce Robinson is. Yes. That's what I'm thinking of. His brother. Yeah is the kid from valentine's day what kid from valentine i know i watched valentine's day (laughs) (laughs) we watched it together for the pod no i'm aware his brother He does look like him he's he's also in for switch where did we see an older sebastian in the like flash forward scene no but in the in like the last scene it was still the same kid that wasn't the same kid no, it was the same kid. I think there must have been something cut. All right. I see the picture of him in Valentine's Day and I'm pretending to remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The kid's cute. I hope he's happy. I hope he's a happy 21-year-old grown man now. Are you frozen or are well, you thinking this, deeply? No, I'm thinking this could be his brother in the birthday scene. No. That's crazy. That's crazy. Why would they why would they use a different actor to make him one year older? Because if you have a brother that looks the same, why wouldn't they? But he has blonde hair. Oh, he is wearing like a weird wig though. Mm, I think that's the same kid. I think so too. I think there must have been like some scene that's cut. Oh my god, Doug? Looks like Ailey. I just put that together. Okay um Doug is the dog he demands to get adopted um before yes. he will blow out his Robinson the I'm switch right. i'm I gotta I gotta solve this mystery I for feel myself. like you can do this on your own time because I'm cutting all this out of the podcast I'm gonna figure it out all right you you figure it out and let us know um okay Roland has so much family. Roland is Patrick Wilson. When he comes to propose to her in front of his he's like some families in town. And then there's a part the par- the party the number of people at parties in this movie is insane. The party then has like 30 people. You're like mm-hmm. when you say yes. families in town, you're like parents, maybe a sibling and like an in-law. Like there were so many people. And then he publicly yes. proposed after dating for like a couple months. It's insane. It's it- an insane choice. It's weird. I think we should all, this is a good moment for us all to remember that Jason Bateman's married to Polanka's daughter, which is wild. I do forget that a lot. Also, the very first scene is Jason Bateman is, like, walking past this, like, mentally ill man who... With Tourette's or something? With Tourette's who, like, says, like, what he sees about people. And the two... So, like, he eventually says something about Jason Bateman that then, like, in his neurotic state like has to obsess over, which is why we introduce this character at all bdi um, man boy he calls him a bdi little man boy but before that he's talking about two different women and he calls one a fat peddling hooker looking bitch and a pig face gimping limping mama B- both of those are wildly inappropriate um but also imagine your agent being like hey i'm sending you for this casting call <laughs> And these are the two I, things they're looking for. I like think the pig-faced woman. I'm putting in quotes. I think they put a prosthetic nose on her. The, I, yes, and she they was doing to, like. Yeah. I mean, maybe that actress is actually disabled. I think she was also then like doing a limp. Yeah, um, but a wild <laughs> like I just bitch, I would take. Like I'd be like sure. Like, you I mean, they I just know. like pushed her boobs up and out. Sure, but yeah, like, they had her dress like sort of slutty. Um, um but I was just like. I, wild um anyway this which was i mean it has its moments right like it has some fun endearing moments overall don't i'm not it, sure it's for psa me anymore. don't inseminate a woman with sperm she didn't consent to be inseminated to right don't yeah, do it I'm not sure we need to say that that should not have to be said but i feel like we I, I we shouldn't have to say it but i think you know can't hurt to say. Anyway.
1: Um, Yeah, I think this is maybe
0: my last viewing of the Switch. Same. Um, So, what's up? What's next? What's next? We are watching The Ugly Truth. Oh, God, that's right. It's time. You know, it's not going to be good. Maybe I like it better than I remember. I don't know that I've ever seen it. I think I've successfully avoided watching The Ugly Truth. I feel like usually on this podcast, I like things less than I remember. I'm hoping I maybe like this more than I remember because I remember really not liking this movie. Great, We'll see. Great. Um two also weeks for that Oh sorry, go ahead No, no, go ahead. Two weeks our for next pa- yeah, join us in two weeks for the only truth. Our next Patreon episode is our Carrie has already seen. I'm going tomorrow. We're going to go see anyone but you. Um, I have thought. just is a horribly marketed movie. I don't know if it's good or bad. It is it is terribly marketed. It is much. It We'll talk about it. Preview. Preview. Um, Let rom-coms fuck again. Because this movie fucks. And. Oh, Carrie liked it. Okay, but well, don't tell me anymore. I want to be. I want to go in blind. Okay. Um, okay. And also join our Patreon for the Pride and Prejudice Discord Day. And for all the other fun stuff we mentioned at the top and happy 2024. Um we have a great year planned so thanks for sticking around and do, do tell your friends. Please tell your friends. Rate review and subscribe that always helps on the algorithm. Oh, yeah. We need some we need some 2024 uh reviews guys. So get on there. Yeah. Yes. Um thank you so much. Bye. Bye.